Hello, and welcome back to the Murder in the Kitchen podcast. I'm Libby. And I'm Callie. And today we're going to be diving into part three of Callie's series on Edward Harold Bell and the Galveston Eleven. Thank God we're going to be done, because I'm fucking done with talking about Edward Harold Bell and how douchey he is. Yeah, and it's like... It's beyond sad how young, like, all of his all victims, of his victims were. The oldest were... one, besides Larry Dean Dickens, right, was 19. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. And most of them seem to be more in, like, the 12, 13, 14 range, and that just kills me because I think about what I was doing at that age, and it was... I feel like I was kind of an innocent child. I was a pretty innocent child, and, like, I just can't imagine if something like that had happened to me then. Like, I just, I don't know what I would have done. So, yeah, we're going to get back into a very depressing episode. But before we do that, do you have any happy news to share with the people? Um, well, Christmas is coming up, so, you know, everybody's getting ready for that. But um, we got our Christmas tree tonight, so when I get home tonight... Um, gonna make a thing out of it and Bella and I are gonna decorate the tree and kind of do a whole thing and um, I finally started hanging up um, like normal decorations in my living room like pictures and things so that it's not all like bare walls. <laughs> yeah it was pretty damn um, bare last time I was over. Well and well it was like we had to figure out what rooms we were allowed to hang things in because they did a lead abatement on the house oh, so yeah. it was like certain rooms we can't like put nails in because we could like release the lead again or whatever but the living room was thankfully one room that wasn't really touched, so we were able to, like, actually hang things back up. So now I have, like, a big 24 picture frame on the wall, and then another I better one. be in one of those. And then I have, I have to print some of us. I have, like, um, 155 photos in an album that I need to print, but when I put them on the website to see how much it would be, it was, like, $50. So, um, we're gonna do Child that in greens. spurts. That, that was where I... Oh. That was where I did it. It was like fifty-five thirteenths. Um, we're getting our tree tomorrow. I love it. <laughs> we got ours um, over by the car wash on exit six, so you know. We might go to Litchfield. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, putting that in the notes. So <laughs> we might go to where I used to live and get um, a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna not note that down, so <laughs> take it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's gonna be great. Um, you know, Vinny has his own little felt Christmas tree that he likes to stick things to. Um my niece has one. And, oh, and really? a snowman. Yeah, he loves that he loves it. Um and I'm hoping that that will deter him from messing with the actual tree that has breakable ornaments on it. Ooh. Yes, we were putting up the one at my dad's and my stepmom's house the other day when my brother, well, my stepbrother technically, but my brother, um, came over with his niece. He surprised my stepmom and came back because he's stationed in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Um, and he surprised them by coming home for the long weekend. Um, and then we picked up Ella and surprised her, my niece. It was so cute, her reaction. That's she, like, awesome. didn't believe it at first. Um, and... We were putting up the tree the day after, and Danielle was making sure, my stepmom, was making sure that Ella didn't, like, touch any of the breakable ornaments and break them. Danielle dropped one of them and broke it. Oh, no. 
I still bring up my Christmas pickle every year because she lost her Christmas pickle that her grandma gave her. I don't have a Christmas pickle yet. I need one. Um, well, she lost the Christmas pickle and she was really upset about it. For those of you who don't know what a Christmas pickle is, because I didn't know what it was until I, my dad got married to Danielle. It's like a German tradition where you put um, like a pickle ornament on the tree, and what is it? Whoever finds the pickle ornament gets something, right? Yeah, or something. Is it, is we it just like do an extra like, gift yeah. on Christmas or something is supposed to be or something like that. So yeah, um, she lost her Christmas pickle ornament, and I remembered and brought her home one when I was in college. Oh, that's awesome. She cried. I um, We have these special ornaments that are actually hot chocolate cups, and they have uh, marshmallows in them. So we have one that has two marshmallows that's just uh, me and Aunt. Oh. And then we got an another one the next year after we had Vinny, and it has three marshmallows in it, and it has all our names. So I want to get a fourth one and update it with Bella's name on it since she's living with us now. And um, Can you get a fifth one with my name on it? Because I'm basically... I can get one with a fifth marshmallow on it. I don't <laughs> Thank care. you. <laughs> Thank you. I need to be part of someone's relationship since I can't be part of my own. Because I fine. don't have one to be a part of. That's fine. You could literally end up sleeping at my house one night and Aunt would let you stay in the bed versus... And he would stay on the couch. Like... <laughs> right, babe? <laughs> Hi, Aunt. Love you. <laughs> Thanks for driving my drunk ass home the other night. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, off topic of happy memories... You want to get into our depressing last part? Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Let's get through this. All right. So, to recap, um, Edward Harold Bell is a dickhead he, who was convicted of murdering Larry Dean Dickens and was charged with life in prison. And then last episode, I talked about the 11 that he allegedly killed. He admitted in a letter to killing them. And then he recanted the letter, but there's a lot of evidence proving that he did it, and I'm going to go into this evidence. Um, get yourself a nice glass of wine that Libby has. Um, crack open a nice, truly seltzer, which is what I have, a watermelon kiwi flavor. Yeah, that one sounds like it would be really good. That was a good pop. I hope, good pop. I hope it comes across as a good pop on the recording. Um, we're gonna get into this. Well, I'm gonna get into this bullshit. You're gonna sit there and drink your wine and crap. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. That's why I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so this is the third and final part of this little fucked up series of murders. Um, oh, wow, look at me in my little notes. I put a little, <clears throat> little brief synopsis. I love myself. <laughs> Last part, I talked about the Galveston 11. If you haven't listened to that, please go uh, do it because those girls' stories deserve to be told and shared. And listen to. Share them with your friends, too. That would be episode three and four if you haven't listened to them yet, so you can go ahead and go back to those episodes and kind of get the full story. Look at Libby being such a good commentator. I got you. <laughs> Um, this episode I'm going to talk about all the evidence that points Edward Harold Bell killing these girls. Let's get into this. Oh. Make sure you have your alcoholic beverage, or if you don't drink alcohol, drink some water. I'm sure you need to drink more water today, hon. This is water, right? 
Close enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Belle has many different stories. All right, so to just... I was trying to figure out for the longest time how to go about talking about the order in which he... Like the evidence came. Yeah. Through. So I'm. I just kind of did it in the same order that I talked about the girls. So I talk about. Yeah. That that would make sense. Yeah. The two girls that I talked about first last episode, and then went in that order. Okay. Yeah. Because while I kind of wrote everything at once, so it kind of made the most sense. If it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> I care a little bit. <laughs> I don't. I don't care at all. <laughs> okay. Don't um, lie to the people. <laughs> Okay, so Belle has many different stories of how he killed Debbie Ackerman and Maria Johnson, which were the first two girls that I talked about. They were at Baskin-Robbins. When they went missing and they got into the white van. Um, He first claimed that he led Maria and Debbie to the water after he raped them and he stood on the bridge above them. After they waded into the water, he shot them with the 357 Magnum while they faced away from him in the water, which, coward to shoot them in the back. Motherfucker. Sorry. Sorry, I'm very passionate. Um, I really hate Edward Hurd, though. I've been researching him for so long. I feel like I, I'm i glad he's dead. Because if he wasn't, I would punch him in the face. Um, he later said that this story wasn't true and that he never actually knew who these girls were. Cunt. He most, his most recent story, right before he died, which plot twist, I've said it like 12 million times, he's dead. Thank God was that he actually knew who Debbie and Maria were and that he did, in fact, pick them up from Baskin-Robbins. That's even more fucked up. He claimed that they told him they were sick of high school boys and wanted a real man, which... Bullshit. Which, like... like <laughs> this is my note that I made after that fact. Um, which, like, literally look up a picture of Edward Harold Bell. He is the... It's the definition of fucking gross. (laughs) I'm a savage. He really is pretty skeevy looking. No, he's fucking disgusting looking. he's so gross. I would rather be a virgin for life than have to fuck him. Yeah, like if my option was to like let the human race die out or procreate with him, I would just call it (laughs) R.I.P. No, but, like... my last days real fucking well. <laughs> the fact that he's claiming these two girls were like, I'm sick of high school boys, but, like, look at his face. They wanted a real man. Well, they didn't find him. Yeah, no. And, and I'm pretty sure when they said, I'm sick of high school boys, they were thinking, like, hot, young, like, early 20s dudes, not, like, some gross, nasty-looking ogre of a fucking human In being. In a white van. In a white van. It probably had no windows, too, because you know he was the type of fucked up, like, Were you about to call? Ball. I thought you were about to call him a fucked up slut. <laughs> no, I was, I couldn't decide if I wanted to go with scumbag or sleazeball, but I mean, either one would work. But uh. either way, like, you know he's fucked up enough to have no windows in that van. Yeah, the, the less windows they have, the more fucked up they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... They were sick of high school boys. Yeah, fuck you. Um, after he finished having... I'm putting this next word in quotes, or the next two words in quotes, consensual sex with them, he dropped them off at the theater. 
Bell did drive a white van at that time, and it was later burned. Coincidence? I think fucking not. I think not either. Debbie and Maria were both super into water skiing, surfing, etc., all the water sports. Um, And Bell, Edward Harold Bell, co-owned a surf and dive shop. In Galveston, Texas, which is where Debbie and Maria went missing. Um, Is it hard to believe that Debbie and Maria couldn't recognize him from the shop? And that is why they uh, were talking to him like they knew him? Which is what one of um, their friends said outside of the basketball. I mean, it would sound plausible Very plausible, very believable. Very big coincidence, if not... <clears throat> Bell claims to have tied Maria and Debbie up, and so the black twine that was found was Sharon's bones, which was part of the next two girls that went missing that I talked about in the second episode, um, could have been connected. Mm-hmm. So he could have used twine in both of those cases. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's also now two different pairs of girls to go missing who are similar in age and have similar interests that relate back to Bell Shops. Mm-hmm. Because they're all interested in water sports. Which, I suck at anything involving water. Yeah, I can pretty much swim and that's about it. I can barely swim. I'm just kidding. I can swim. No, I can ski, but I cannot water ski. I feel like I'd die if I tried to water ski. I tried... Oh, um, the flow rider. I don't, although I would do like para, what is it, paragliding or parasailing, whatever. Isn't I think it's parasailing. In the air? No, over I think that's paragliding. Yeah, parasailing is in the air over the water. Yeah. Like you get, but like you land, I think you land in the water uh-huh. like at the end of it. But, um, I would definitely do that. On like vacations and stuff, I used to do like the flow rider, which is like the fake waves that they make. Yes, and you have the, yeah, the boogie, I love those. The boogie board thing. I've done those. I did one of Margaritaville, and I was not sober, but I did pretty fucking good. I did lose my pants at one point, but I, I survived. <laughs> and I grabbed them before anyone saw, I think. Well, I say pants, I meant like a bikini bottom. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> In Bell's confession letters, he referenced a blonde and brunette that he killed together. Many people think the girls here is talking about in this part of the letter is Sharon and Renee because one was blonde and one was brunette. Um, <sighs> there was a man who was arrested for Renee and Sharon's murders in 1972. There was more pressure to solve this case because Renee's grandfather was Roy Johnson. Do you know who Roy Johnson was? No. <laughs> Me neither, that's why I put who was a city councilman at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Feeling very playful. That sounds really weird. Feeling very very cheeky today. Very cheeky. Very, yes, very fun. Um, Roy later became the mayor. Fun fact. Okay. So he had a lot of sway in the community. Can't relate. Same. Roy was all over the cops' shit. Direct quote from me. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going back to serious mode. Where I was all over the cop shits. Cop shit. 
because he wanted his granddaughter's killer to be found, which I'm pretty sure if someone killed my non-existent granddaughter, I'd want their killer to be found, too. Uh, yeah, me too. Roy was so mad at the police force that he ended up firing most of them and bringing in new policemen. Okay, then. (laughs) The new men were Don Morris, the new police chief, and Tommy Deal. Tommy Deal is the one who took over the case of Renee and Sharon. Nine days after he received his case, Deal had a suspect, made an arrest, and got a confession from Michael Lloyd's self. Michael uh, confessed multiple times, but later said that they were coerced and beaten out of him. Um, He was convicted of Sharon's murder with no evidence tying him to it. He sadly spent the rest of his life in jail. So yeah, basically he didn't do it and they were just pinning it on him. Um, fun fact though, welcome back to, uh, Callie's, well this one's not fucked up, this, well it's kind of fucked up actually, okay. Welcome back to Callie's fucked up facts. Um, Tommy Deal and Don Morris, the two new cops added to the police force, were robbing banks in the area during and after investigating Renee and Sharon's murders. Oh yeah, that's good. (laughs) This has been another episode of Callie's fucked facts. (laughs) Wasn't that great? And now... Back to the story. Right, now back to your <laughs> scheduled programming. Um, <clears throat> that was good. <laughs> Thank you. I should be a news anchor. What am I doing wasting my talent here? You're not wasting your talent. <laughs> Especially at the bakery. You make so much good food. Stop. I don't need you to boost me up. <laughs> yes, I do. Keep talking. You feed me so well. <laughs> I'm on a turkey sandwich, actually, in a couple days. <laughs> Shelly's, I actually just had one the other day that was what we did of, for dinner. Shelly's been out of turkey. Oh. I need Jakey to get some more turkey. Send him on it. He would definitely He'll do out. anything for you. I know. He loves me. I love Jake. Um, Bell claimed in his confession letters that he did kill, kill a pair of girls from Dickinson, Texas, where Brooks and Georgia were from. Dickinson is about 25 minutes outside of Galveston. This is the third set of girls to go missing in or around Galveston, Texas. Um, I feel like just because of how much bad shit has happened there, like, the land there must have such bad, like, vibes. Yeah, like a bad omen. Yeah. Probably very haunted. Yeah, it's probably got, like, real... I feel like it's, like, one of those things where, like, if you walk on it, you're gonna be, like... You're gonna feel... Like, gross. that heavy, like, creepy, gross yes. feeling. Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, whenever Bell got in trouble from the cops for exposing himself to children with... with which... Uh, gag me with a fucking yeah, spoon. Which I talked about in the first episode. Um, he would go to treatment... Instead of facing jail time. Like, his punishment was going to treatment. The only treatment should be cutting his fucking balls off so that he has no option to do anything anymore or get any pleasure from it. Could be like that, um... Welcome to my TED Talk. The Unsullied from Game of Thrones. Yes! Yes! (laughs) I love Grey Worm. Yes, but but they don't have as much dignity and respect as the Unsullied. Yes. Well, yes, it was just an example. No, but I, I got you, yeah. I love Grey Worm. I do, too. You know, he's actually an artist in real life. I did not know that. Yeah, he has music. But that's awesome. Yeah, one of his songs, um, what's it fucking called? It's really good. I have it saved on my Spotify. I listen to it all the time. It's very, very chill. Very, like... Relaxing. 
It's like relaxing, but it's like upbeat relaxing. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I I think he released an album. I'm not entirely sure. We'll have sure. to look into that. Um, look him up on Spotify. It's Raleigh Richie, like R A L E I G H space space R I T C H I E. Okay. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yes, look it up. Um, shout out if you're listening. <laughs> I'm gonna highly doubt. I'm gonna Instagram him later. Um, All right. Um, So yeah, he would go to treatment instead of facing jail time. The treatment facility he went to for treatment. Wow, good sentence, Callie. Was the Jenny Seely Hospital, the same hospital that Brenda Jones was visiting her aunt at before she went missing. Shut the fuck up. I'm not joking. Oh, my God. Um, Also, while he was out of the treatment facility, he was known by the hospital staff to be outside the hospital picking up girls. And nobody did anything? It was the 70s. Oh, my God. But there, no, you're telling me nobody fucking saw a problem with a grown-ass, disgusting man picking up young-ass girls at a fucking hospital. Like... Oh, man. Yeah. What a big I hate dink. everything. About Edward Harold Bell. Me too. What a big kawinky dink. Why? That he was... Oh, like, what? Yeah, that he just so happened to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real fucking convenient. <sighs> All right. I'm going to just talk about my love for the Eleven. On the Amazon, or, yeah, Prime Video. The sec. 11, yeah. The 11. Um, in the documentary, I'm gonna go cry. In the documentary. <laughs> in the documentary series, The 11, um, Lise and Fred, who are the two main people, are trying to find any of the girls who might have been picked up by Belle. They ended up finding a woman named Susan, she had been getting treatment for depression. Um, people in treatment decided to throw a party, and Susan offered to go on a beer run. Which, never offered to go on a beer run. Make someone else do it. Fuck that. Well, and also, if you're in treatment, you probably shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, but it wasn't for alcoholism. Oh. It was for depression. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Which, like, I missed alcohol that part. Is... I missed that part, and I was like, wait... But what? Alcohol (laughs) is a depressant. I was going to say, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Well, also, alcohol is a depressant, so if you're in treatment for depression, you should probably not drink, but we still do it anyway. I beg to differ. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes me happy in this world. (laughs) Um, So she offered to go on a beer run. While out buying beer, Susan ran into Edward Harold Bell, which if you ever meet someone who... Is named Edward Harold Bell. Run. If they have three names in general, just run. Well, technically everyone has, like... No, no, but, like, if they use them, you know what I mean? I don't think you use them. Edward Harold Bell, John Wayne Gacy. I think they use, isn't it, they use the three names for, like, killers like that? So, like, if your name is Edward Bell, but your middle name isn't... Oh, well, okay, yeah, I guess that's fair, because it is, like, a more common name, but... Yeah, it's still, like, one of those weird things where it's, like, I don't know. It seems like all the ones that have, like, the three names that they use, it's, like... Well, I think they use it so that someone else... Well, right, yeah, it's like, just... 
My middle name's Stephen. I'm Edward Stephen Bell. I'm not. It's the, just like I'm not the murderer, right? <laughs> oh my it wasn't God. me. She asks. She asks him for directions, and he offers to show her where to go. While walking, Belle pulls out a gun and puts it to her chest. Which, if someone did that, it'd be like, just fucking shoot me. I'm done. I don't want to do your bullshit yeah, anymore. I, no. <laughs> Sorry. That was not a good joke to make. My apologies. <laughs> I apologize for her, Shannon. <laughs> I wasn't even apologizing to don't Shannon. Don't worry. I won't let her do anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Shannon. I, I love our visits too much. I couldn't ever do anything. You would miss me too much. <laughs> Um, he makes her walk to his truck, then Belle ties up and gags Susan. Belle then shoves her in the truck, and he drives her to a construction site and rapes her. While raping her, Belle tells Susan that he does this one to two times a week. I'm done. No, you're not. Um, for some reason, Belle brings her back to the hospital. Why? Why? The police find out and Belle was arrested for the rape. But he never faced charges because Susan, he told police, was his girlfriend at the time. That Which, reminds me. Fuck you, cops. Me, fuck you, cops. Fuck you, cops. I don't care. That just you reminds me. You can still me rape someone you're dating. Of the Which whole they weren't thing, dating. That just reminds me of, like, the whole thing with Jeffrey Dahmer when... That one, yes, boy that one boy escaped, escaped and, and tried he to tell got the police. to that woman. Well, he got to a woman who tried to like tell police and whatever, and they basically wrote it off. And they were like, "Oh no, it's just, it's just two a gay lovers, lovers a having lovers this quarrel. spat and whatever." A lovers' quarrel. And then Fuck he literally cops. took that boy home and fucking murdered him. Mm-hmm. And like that's just that it just rings the, with the same like thing. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. I don't. You can still rape someone you're dating. A hundred percent. Whether you love them or not, whether you're dating them or not, if you say no and you don't want it, it still means no. You don't even have to say no. If you're not into it, it's it. It's not consent. Mm -mm. Learn about consent, please. And thank you. And if you don't, then you're a dickhead. But also don't use ex- uh, consent as an excuse to um, just use regret later because you feel bad that you slept with the person and then uh, you want to yeah, use don't it do as against them. Don't do that. That's regret not okay. And not regret consent. and non-consent are, are not different. the same thing. Anyway. Um, in his confession letters, Edward Harold Bell named Kim and even talked about the black fur jacket that she was wearing the night she went missing. He also describes Kim as the red-haired girl, and she was, in fact, a redhead. Oh, you're my favorite redhead. Even in her death, I just, all the redheads out there will know what I'm talking about. We're always described as the redheads. That's No one learns our name, we're just the redheads. No, there's no, yeah... There's even, no, like, defining characteristic. Apparently, even in death. It's yeah. just red hair. Red hair. Red hair. Fucking learn my name. Yeah. Bitch. There's more qualities. And I feel like there's so many stereotypes about, like, red hair, too. Like, I feel naturally, like I, f- I fit into assume, so many of those. I feel like na- naturally people assume that you're, like, super pale and, like... Well, yes, that fits. I am pale. 
But, like, I feel like I've definitely known a lot of natural redheads that, like, do oh, yes. not fit the One of my roommates in college, Gabby, was a redhead, and she was tan as shit. I have two cousins that are redheads, and they very much fit the stereotype. <laughs> well, another stereotype is that we're very fiery personality, and I think I definitely fit that uh, stereotype. Yeah, that's, yeah that, you can't even deny that <laughs> No, one. I wasn't even going to try. Very fiery personality. So, anywho, she was a redhead. She was a redhead. Kim, hey, feel you, girl. Um, one of Kim's friends confessed that in the weeks leading up to Kim's death, death, they had been followed by a man who was naked from the waist down, a flasher. I don't Who like had that. been following them from their neighborhood to I-45, a.k.a. the Texas Killing Fields. Ed, our buddy Ed. Ugh. Grew, I mean, like the thought of him having a nickname. Grew up right around the area that Kim's body was found. I hate that even more. Um, this area was in Bumfuck, and it was hard to get around if you didn't know the area. He also worked at a Volkswagen dealership, coincidentally the same make of car that Kim was last seen getting into. Of course. Bell constantly used the 45 because he was a traveling salesman. I don't like that. I talked about in the first episode, he was a traveling salesman, which basically was a traveling pervert flasher. Which, like, there is no issue with being a, like, legal carrying gun owner or a traveling salesman. Um, but when you combine those two things and then add in the whole serial killer bit, then there's a fucking problem. Or the flashing bit. You don't even have to be a serial killer. I mean, yeah, you, even the flashing. Like, <laughs> not fucking cool, dude. Not cool. My next sentence really gets me. Now, let's get into the stupid trailer, stupid trailer caboose thing that Edward Bell lived in with his third wife. Ew. <laughs> This motherfucking... The fact that anybody married this gross douchebag... Hey, it was the 70s. They were desperate. Yes, fair enough. (laughs) They did all have perms back then. This motherfucking caboose was found in a lot of coincidental places. It was located a few miles away from where Sharon and Renee's bodies were found at one point. It was located close to where Brooks and Georgia were abducted. Also, this caboose was located close to where Ed Bell exposed himself to a girl named Vicky and her friend Susan. He knocked on Vicky's door when she and Susan were home alone. He told them he had caught a big fish and that they had to come and see it. If a man asks you to come see his big fish, punch him in the big fish and run away. Yeah, I guarantee you the big fish he's talking about is a very tiny fish and it's inside his pants. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, the big fish, yep, um, he went behind them in the bushes, oh, sorry, I skipped a sentence, after Bell convinced them to go towards the body of water that, where the fish supposedly was, he went behind them in the bushes and took his pants off and started masturbating in front of the two girls. Luckily, the two girls ran away to Vicky's mom, who was working a few doors down from the house. Bell was identified and arrested, but never faced charges. This incident happened a few weeks before Brooks and Georgia went missing, and a few miles away from where they were abducted. Coincidence? I think not. 
Um, remember when Belle murdered Larry Dean Dickens in part one? Mm-hmm. And dipped to Central America? Yeah. Well, all the killings that were taking place in Texas stopped when Belle left. Coincidence? No. All of these girls were also killed and found in or near bodies of water. A couple of the girls were bound and gagged as well. There is a clear M.O. in all of these abductions turned murders. Clearly, it has also become established that he knew or was in the area when each of the girls went missing. Because of his stupid fucking caboose. Which they talk about all this evidence that I'm talking about in the Eleven series. I'm, I'm not going to stop talking about it because it's really good. I love it. I know. I'm going to have to watch that Yes. One now. Added to your fucking list right now. I'm going to write it down Pulling right out her now. phone and adding it. Um, people were afraid of Edward Harold Bell with plenty of reason to be. Now that he is dead, investigators are hopeful that people who know what happened to these 11 girls will come forward and talk. If this does have any connection to Bell. Which I wholeheartedly believe it does. So... If you or someone you know knows about anything that could help solve these murders, mostly Pin Bell, because it's kind of fairly obvious you did it. Oh, yeah. Um, please talk to your local FBI offices, because um, these families of these 11 girls deserve to know who murdered their kids. Even if it's not Edward Harold Bell. They just deserve to know. Everyone, I mean, it goes against the laws of nature for a parent to have to bury their child in the first place. And then to not have any closure, to not be able to, you know, get that justice and stuff it's it's not just unfair to the victims but it's unfair to their families who have to live the rest of their lives knowing that the person that killed their child is still, you know still may, out may there still may there. still be out there you know there's no known anything and i feel like i'm the type of person that I know me personally, like, it would literally drive me to the brink of madness. I would literally be looking and searching and expending every financial and mental and emotional option that I had to try to get my child back. And I just, I can't even imagine what those parents were going through. I feel that, too, because I hate not knowing things. And I would need to know. So do I. And then there there just comes this paranoia, this, like, natural, I feel like, paranoia and angst about having children and knowing that, like, you are the one responsible. You are the one that is supposed to keep them safe. And when something like this happens, parents can't help but blame themselves. And if I had just done this or if I had mm -hmm. just done that or if I hadn't done this or if I hadn't done that then, you know, maybe my child would still be here with me today. And the thing is, is that oftentimes this is not the parent's fault. It It's just sick, disgusting excuses for human beings that think that doing these things isn't going to affect anybody. And it 
they only care about the the joy or the happiness that they're getting out of it and they're not thinking about the fact that this is someone's mother, daughter, sister, child, husband, son, nephew, like it doesn't matter. They these people matter to someone. Yeah, like She's like you said it perfectly. I don't even know what to add to that because <laughs> I'm over here like, oh uh, yeah, yeah that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the last part on the Edward Harold Bell and the Galveston Eleven. There is a lot more information that I could have added, but I didn't want to completely copy the Eleven on Amazon Prime. So go watch that documentary series because it's really fucking good and it's really interesting. And, yeah, um, you can go all get your anger, like I did, knowing that Edward Harold Bell is a fucking douchebag. Oh, also, um, I was listening in the documentary that he had a underage girlfriend in Central America when he was living there. I'm not surprised, honestly. Um, as bad as it is, like... Underaged relationships are so much more common and so much more accepted down there because, like, the whole culture and standard of everything is so different. But it doesn't make it any less disgusting, especially with the things that he did. And I'm pretty sure that when the killing stopped, when he went there to, like, escape from his murder conviction. Yeah. That there are murders happening down there, too. Oh, I'm and not. They I don't about doubt it. it. Yeah. I don't doubt it at all. So, anyways, Callie is going to come at us with our uh, affirmation for today to uh, give you guys a little bit of positivity after all of that super yucky downness of Edward Harold Bell and his grossness. I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Shannon, my therapist, once again. Love you, Shannon, for these affirmations. Um, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. I love and approve of myself. I appreciate all that I do. I am good enough just as I am. I speak up for myself. I ask for what I want. I claim my power. I like that a lot. That was good. That hey, was good Shannon, um, you want to uh, give Callie a second copy of that for <laughs> me? Because I'm working on my self-esteem over here. and uh, That's what we worked on, and it's pretty that, good right now. Mine's pretty high. Yeah, I could, I could really use that until I get established with my new therapist. No, you're going you're gonna to do great. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you, too. Oh. Um, we also believe in all of you, so go take your beliefs and follow us on Instagram. At Murder in the Kitchen Podcast. And send us your case suggestions and or your own experiences in the true crime world at Murder in the Kitchen Podcast at gmail.com. And we shall see you in our next episode where we're going to talk about some missing people. So, uh, stay comfy, enjoy your day, and... Enjoy your uh, alcohol. And, uh... Drink yeah. some water. Drink don't, some water. And don't be an Edward Harold Bell. Don't be a dick. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.